This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We welcome all of you to beautiful Savior Lutheran Church as we celebrate the festival of the Pentecost. And again, we uh, pray to the Lord that very soon we will be able to meet together face to face in person to worship our Lord in our beloved house of God. And until then, the Lord bless you and keep you. i
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alleluia! If anyone thirsts, let him come to Jesus and drink of the water of life. Alleluia! Alleluia! Whoever believes in Jesus, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Alleluia! Trusting the Holy Spirit to guide us, inspire us, comfort us, and enliven us. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, we come into your presence today rejoicing in the gift of your Holy Spirit. Yet we also remember on this day the words of Jesus about the Holy Spirit. And when he, the Spirit, comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. We stand before you as ones convicted by our sin. So even as we rejoice, we confess our sin to you, trusting in your promise to forgive us and to guide us by your Spirit to change our sinful ways. Our suspicion and caution toward the outpouring of the Spirit among us, we confess to you, Lord. Our failure to live in ways consistent with the gifts of the Spirit, we confess to you, Lord our timid refusal to speak of Christ to our friends and neighbors, we confess to you, Lord. Our stingy neglect of those who are poor and downtrodden, we confess to you, Lord. Upon this, our confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Whoever believes in Jesus, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Amen. We pray. O God, on this day you once taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Grant us in our day, by the same Spirit, to have a right understanding in all things, and evermore to rejoice in his holy consolation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading for the Festival of Pentecost is from the Old Testament book of Numbers, chapter 11. Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. 
he gathered 70 of the leaders of the people and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the column of smoke and spoke with him. He took some of the spirit that was on Moses and put it on the 70 leaders. When the spirit came to rest on them, they prophesied, but they never prophesied again. Two men named Eldad and Medad had stayed in the camp. They were on the list with the other leaders, but hadn't gone with them to the tent. The Spirit came to rest on them too, and they prophesied in the camp. Then a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. So Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' assistant ever since he was a young man, spoke up and said, Stop them, sir. But Moses asked him, Do you think you need to stand up for me? I wish all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. Then Moses and the leaders went back to the camp. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading, which also serves as the basis for our message this morning, is from the book of Acts, chapter 2. When Pentecost, the 50th day after Passover, came, all the believers were together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like a violently blowing wind came from the sky and filled the whole house where they were staying. Tongues that looked like fire appeared to them. The tongues arranged themselves so that one came to rest on each believer. All the believers were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them the ability to speak. Devout Jewish men from every nation were living in Jerusalem. They gathered when they heard the wind. Each person was startled to recognize his own dialect when the disciples spoke. Stunned and amazed, the people in the crowd said, All of these men who are speaking are Galileans. Why do we hear them speaking in our native dialects? We are Parthians, Medes, and Elamites. We are people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the country near Cyrene in Libya. We're Jewish people, converts to Judaism, and visitors from Rome, Crete, and Arabia. We hear these men in our own languages as they tell about the miracles that God has done. All of these devout men were stunned and puzzled. They ask each other, what can this mean? Others said jokingly, they're drunk on sweet wine. Then Peter stood up with the 11 apostles. In a loud voice, he said to them, men of Judea and everyone living in Jerusalem, you must understand this, so pay attention to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. Rather, this is what the prophet Joel spoke about. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on everyone. Your sons and daughters will speak what God has revealed. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit on my servants, both on men and women. They will speak what God has revealed. I will work miracles in the sky and give signs on the earth, blood, fire, and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark, and the moon will become as red as blood before the terrifying day of the Lord comes. 
Then whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of the Lord. And the Holy Gospel for this festival of Pentecost is recorded in the seventh chapter of St. John's Gospel. On the last and most important day of the festival, Jesus was standing in the temple courtyard. He said loudly, Whoever is thirsty must come to me to drink. As Scripture says, streams of living water will flow from deep within the person who believes in me. Jesus said this about the Spirit whom his believers would receive. The Spirit was not yet evident, as it would be, after Jesus had been glorified. This is the gospel of the Lord.
Grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message on this festival of Pentecost is recorded, as I read before, from Acts chapter 2. This is verse 4. All the believers were filled with the Holy Spirit. Today is Pentecost, a day in which we celebrate the majesty of the third person of the triune God, the Holy Spirit. If you look into Scripture, the Holy Spirit goes by several other names, too. One occasion, he's called the paraclete, which means intercessor. He's also called helper, comforter, counselor, and advocate. In other words, he stands alongside of Jesus Christ, declaring us before the Heavenly Father as judge as being not guilty. The day is called Pentecost because Pentecost means 50. And Pentecost in the Old Testament was celebrated 50 days after Passover, and it was Thanksgiving for the wheat harvest. For us New Testament Christians, Pentecost comes 50 days after Easter. And so on Pentecost, we see just a few times during the church year red on the altar. Red, you might say, is a symbol for fire because many times God showed his presence by fire on Mount Sinai, in the burning bush, and on Pentecost, where little tongues of fire sat on each of the disciples. And so there were several miracles on the first Pentecost, those tongues of fire that sat on the heads of the disciples, and then that tornadic sound of a rushing mighty wind that filled the house, but the leaves on the trees weren't moving. And then those foreign languages spoken by the apostles that they had never studied, and how they preached the wonderful works of God and the message of Jesus Christ who died and rose again for the forgiveness of sins. And the ultimate miracle of all, that people believed. And 33,000 people came to faith on that first Pentecost. The personality of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we symbolize the Holy Spirit as a dove because the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus at his baptism in the form of a dove, a symbol of peace. The Holy Spirit, unlike Jesus Christ, is invisible. You can't see him. The Holy Spirit is not just the emotion or the passion of God. The Holy Spirit is a real person, the third person of the Holy Trinity. And there we have the mystery of the Trinity and the unity in the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's kind of interesting that when you take a look at the word for the Holy Spirit, the words in Holy Scripture are breath or air. 
When Jesus appeared before his disciples after his resurrection, it says that he breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. When he breathed on his disciples, the Greek word is emphasao, where we get the word emphysema, the lungs that take in air. Receive the Holy Spirit. The Greek word for spirit is pneuma. That's where we get the word pneumonia, air in the lungs. And so the Holy Spirit gave his presence by the sound of a tornadic wind, air, so necessary to breathe and to have breath. Wind and air, breathing and breath, an indication of life. Now today on this Pentecost, I'd like to do something just a little bit different. Remember the familiar movie, It's a Wonderful Life, black and white movie. Everybody watches it every Christmas. It features Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed, and Jimmy Stewart plays the part of George Bailey. And things got so bad in his life that he wished that he had never been born. And so there was that fictitious angel that appeared to him to show him all the things that would not have happened had he not been born. I'd like to try the same thing with the Holy Spirit today. What if there were no Holy Spirit? What if we would be minus all of his gifts? First of all, without the Holy Spirit, there would be no universe. God began the creation when he said, let there be light. And the Holy Spirit was there. It said he was hovering over the waters, participating in the creation of the universe, creator spirit by whose aid the world's foundations first were laid. Without the Holy Spirit, there would be no mankind here. It's kind of interesting that when God created the first man out of the dust of the earth, God said, let us make man in our image. Because God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit were all present. And then at the creation of the first man, it says that God blew the breath of life into his nostrils and the man became a living being. Pneuma, the Holy Spirit was there breathing life into the first human. Without the Holy Spirit, believe it or not, there would be no Jesus. How can this be? The Holy Spirit will come to you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy Child developing inside of you will be called the Son of God. The conception and birth of Jesus Christ, the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was sent by Jesus. If the Holy Spirit would not have been sent, 
we would have no Bible. God's Word comes to us by the miracle of divine inspiration, which is by the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy men of God spoke as they were moved along by the Holy Spirit. And so the product of the Holy Spirit is 66 books of the Bible, written over 1,600 years by 40 authors, a book in which God reveals himself to us, the book in which it's God's love letter to mankind. No errors, inerrant word, the only source of absolute truth. And thanks be to God for that inspiration by the Holy Spirit because otherwise God would remain a mystery and a stranger to all of us. If there were no Holy Spirit, you would not be here. Scripture tells us that we are all born enemies of God. According to your sinful nature, you wouldn't want to be here. According to our sinful nature, believing in a carpenter who was born, lived, died, came back to life again and is the only way to salvation, according to our natural not minds, that's nothing but foolishness. I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, nor come to him, but the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, has called me by the gospel. And so you are here believing in Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit caused your conversion. He changed you from an unbeliever into a believer in Jesus Christ. You came into this world on your way to hell, but God converted you through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so you turned around 180 degrees and now you're on the way to heaven through faith in Jesus Christ. That's also called your regeneration, your new birth. You are born again. Also, if there were no Holy Spirit, Christians wouldn't bring any offerings to the Lord, either money or time or effort. There would be no love for one another. There would be no church buildings, no caring for children. The Holy Spirit, he has created us in Christ Jesus to live lives filled with good works that he has prepared for us to do. All the good things that we do are done out of faith and love for Jesus Christ. You see, the Holy Spirit moves us to change things in our lives. I have to tell you this story about a missionary long ago in Africa. And along with the missionary, they set up a hospital tent for medical purposes. And one of the first individuals from Africa in that tribe came to the medical mission, and he had dysentery. And the nurse told the man, now stop drinking the dirty river water and your dysentery will go away. Gave him a couple pills, the man went home, drank the dirty river water. Came back, the nurse said, sir, stop drinking the dirty river water and your dysentery will go away and cut a couple more pills. 
the man, through the missionary's effort, finally came to understand through the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, and that his body was a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so he stopped drinking the river water and became healthy once again. You see, the Holy Spirit changes us into believers, recognizing that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and moves us to do good works. If the Holy Spirit were not in existence, I wouldn't be here. I'm the called pastor right now at beautiful Savior Lutheran Church. Who called me? Well, the congregation did, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, there was a divine call. And it's the Holy Spirit who guides pastors and congregations so that the right man is in that right place at the right time. And I would ask all of you to pray for our congregations who are vacant without pastors right now. And that the Holy Spirit would move men to enter the ministry because there's a shortage of pastors. May the Holy Spirit work that divine call in men to become pastors. And so it is also that if there were no Holy Spirit, there would no, be no beautiful Savior Lutheran Church. There would be no Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. There would be no Holy Christian Church. But the Holy Spirit calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies people. And when people know about Jesus Christ and are enlightened, then they want to and they just have to get together to worship their Savior, and that's why we pray that very soon we will come together again to worship our Savior in person. Christians, moved by the Holy Spirit through faith in Jesus Christ, care for one another. They want to be with one another in good times and in bad. And so on this Pentecost, we thank God for the Holy Spirit and his gifts, the universe, human life, the virgin birth, divine inspiration of the Bible, faith, conversion, works of love, the divine call, and the church, the gathering of believers. But here's the warning on the day of Pentecost. You see, the Holy Spirit is in the construction and maintenance business. He builds faith in human hearts. But he only has three tools. The gospel, the good message of Jesus Christ, comes only to us in three ways. God's word in the Bible and baptism and the Lord's Supper. And the Holy Spirit cannot create or maintain faith without those three tools. Cut off from those three tools, faith dies. And if faith dies, salvation is lost because whoever believes on the Son will be saved. And faith comes by hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. You can't save yourself 
Only God can. But you can continue to be in touch with the only things that can, the gospel, word, and sacraments. We pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to work in all of us. And it is my prayer today, and I hope that it would be yours also. Holy Spirit, work in me so that I may continue to be your temple to serve my Savior Jesus Christ here in time and hereafter for all eternity. And God granted for Jesus' sake, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. This morning we confess our faith by the words of the third article of the Apostles' Creed, the third article, of course, written by Dr. Martin Luther. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. What does this mean? I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. Filled with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, let us pray for the needs of all. O Holy Spirit, whose ways are mysterious and mighty, guide your church into truth, wisdom, compassion, and zeal for your word, we pray, come Holy Spirit. O Holy Spirit, who convicts the world of righteousness, work among the leaders of our nation, the President, Congress, that our nation may be a place where the most vulnerable, the poor, the not yet born, and the elderly may be provided for and protected. Bring winds of change to the nations of the world where oppression and violence reign. Comfort military personnel who are far from their families. Turn the hearts of our enemies toward peace, we pray. Come, Holy Spirit. O Holy Spirit, comforter of the weak and oppressed, come to the aid of all who are in distress, those who are in the hospital, those who face life-changing illness, those who struggle with unemployment, those who mourn, those who are dying. For those and others known to you alone, we pray, come Holy Spirit. O Holy Spirit who intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words, hear our prayers for those in need of whom we are aware. We pray, come Holy Spirit. O Holy Spirit, who leads many to faith and grants peace to troubled hearts, 
We thank you for those who have gone before us in the faith, who have died. Bring us through Christ with them to the eternal kingdom, where there is no more grief, crying, or pain. We pray, come Holy Spirit. O Holy Spirit, who appeared to the disciples in tongues of fire, work on us to purify our hearts and minds through Christ, that we may be renewed for our task of loving others as Christ has loved us. We pray, come Holy Spirit. Amen. We join together in praying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. People of God, you have drunk the water of life today. The Spirit is upon you to go out into the world and invite those who thirst for real life to come to the water of life, our Lord Jesus. Thanks be to God. People of God, having clearly heard again the good news of Jesus, you believe in him. God has promised that out of your hearts will flow rivers of living water to our parched world. Thanks be to God. As you go, filled with the Spirit, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.